Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Mike Marani. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And we are having a lot of fun before recording this episode, but uh, hopefully it will be a fun one. Good job, Mike. <clears throat> um, are we ready for another question? I think so. We actually got we a question from the public, didn't we? Uh, yeah, and we always get so excited. So let me go ahead and pull this one out. <clears throat> and uh, it's a question from Miss Heidi, um, who is um, a good friend of ours and we really love. And she listens to our episodes and she wrote in with a question. She said, do you have any tips, best practices and clarity around meeting notes and the Microsoft stack? Hmm. I'm guessing that we have thoughts. I'm not sure that we have clarity. But let's yeah. track for that. Meeting notes is one of those interesting things where everyone tends to do them a bit differently. Yep. Um, I can I can start with with what I do in meeting notes. I uh, whatever if even if I am in a Teams meeting or not or in person prior to Teams, uh, I've always used OneNote. Um, we've had an episode on OneNote and how we organize things, but. My meeting notes, every single meeting, whether it is a kickoff call, whether it's just half hour, whatever that is, I'm doing a workshop, uh, everything goes into my 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 OneNote. Uh, all my projects are in labeled, uh, and all the meetings inside the projects are labeled. Uh, so I use OneNote quite heavily, um, and uh, I clean up when I finish a specific project and I archive it where I go into the, all the pages. And if for some reason as we started the meeting, there was nothing worth to take notes, I just delete the page after. But all my meetings, typically all the notes are with, within OneNote. Now, when you start those meeting notes, do you just open up OneNote, <clears throat> type in the date and time of the meeting, or do you actually open up the meeting, invite an Outlook, click on the OneNote button to take meeting notes that way so that it automatically ports over the date, time, agenda, attendees? Um, I would say 95% it is my my personal OneNote. So in my own OneNote, not in the team's meeting notes. Uh, unless there are some notes I have to take that are part of the team's meeting that should be shared with everyone, then yes, that is a better way. Because if I have to share meeting notes, going with the team's meeting notes is a better option than my own personal OneNote. So most of the notes that you're taking are personal meeting notes in OneNote, not necessarily that you share out with others. That's correct. Never, it never ceases to amaze me, Mike, the level of rigor around your OneNote and labels in organization and archival strategy. I just want to suggest again that you could maybe apply that to email. <laughs> yeah, that is not going to work. I don't know, my brain is programmed differently for my inbox. There's <laughs> slime in there somewhere, I think. 100% because otherwise it wouldn't be me commenting on his email. That's right. So Sarah, what do you do for, for meeting notes? You know what? This one is interesting um, because if I'm going to be taking meeting notes and uh, I will generally do the same thing. If I'm taking meeting notes, I tend to use OneNote for personal meeting notes, um, which means I'm organizing them for my own review and my own historical record. If I want to share those meeting notes after the meeting, I tend to go to OneNote and hit that email page 
um, oftentimes. So when you take notes in OneNote and you go to the home ribbon in OneNote, you have the ability to email a OneNote page to others. I use that all the time. So if I'm going to take personal OneNote meeting notes, I'm more likely to then send those out um, using the email page function in OneNote, or I'll copy the OneNote notes and send out the meeting notes just via an email. Um, I'm not saying that that's best, but that is what I do tend to, to do. How about you, Antonio? So um, it depends a little bit on the situation, but if it's a project-related meeting, either internal or with a client, um, it kind of relates to how we structure our projects. So every time we spin up a new project, that project gets a team. In the Teams file tab, we create a new notebook there, so a new OneNote notebook there. Now, I know every team has a notebook built into it. I don't tend to like that because I have a hard time finding it, um, and others do as well. I don't find it obvious that in Teams there's a OneNote notebook that's already been created and you can access. So literally at the Files tab, at the root of the Files tab, we create a new notebook. We name it for the project. I then right click on that or I click the dot 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 and then I say open an app and it opens in my local OneNote and then it's synchronizing with my local OneNote app with that um, notebook in the Teams file tab. And every single meeting we take notes. So so not just me, but everyone assigned to that project is taking notes in that OneNote notebook. So we create a page for the meeting. Uh, I'll create a page for me. Another team member will create a page for them. We'll title it somehow so we know whose notes it is but we'll essentially take the meeting notes in that page in that OneNote notebook for a client project meeting. If I have other meetings where I need to take notes for myself, like you said, Sarah, for my own historical record, um, I'll just have another notebook in that same OneNote app and I'll, I'll take the notes there. So, and what I just described is the ideal. I don't always follow that, but that's what I try to do, right? So then, um, everyone notes, everyone's notes for a project, whether it's a meeting or otherwise, all get sort of that one central notebook for the team. And it's really easy to find because I just go to the files tab of the team and there it is. Um, unfortunately, sometimes I change tactics depending on the situation. So I still sometimes take physical notes in my notebook that sits right here beside me. Sometimes, because we've talked about tasks before, I have um, tasks in Outlook that I use to manage kind of my major high priority tasks. Sometime I'll take notes in there if there's something in a meeting related to a task. So I kind of have, and on the rare occasion, I'll use a sticky note for you know something that I just, I can't forget, I need to do that right away. So unfortunately I have these three or four areas where I take notes that so, uh, sometimes isn't always coherent. I have a question on that because Busy is the enemy of good practice in my mind. If you are going from one meeting to the next meeting to the next meeting during the day, I find that the consistency of my note-taking practices diminishes during the day and based on how much time I do not have between one meeting and another. Absolutely. And while I may start out with meeting notes in OneNote, I will digress down to creating notes and Outlook tasks and then I will further digress to um, writing things on paper on my desk in hieroglyphics and then yeah. trying to translate those into meeting notes or tasks afterwards. And the longer the day goes on and the busier my day is, the worse it gets. Absolutely. Like, I think that's why I've got these three or four different ways to keep myself organized with meeting notes, because when there's, you know, 
we have a lot of meetings these days. I'm going from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. It gets really hard to, oh, wait, let me go to the team and find that notebook and open it up or bring up my OneNote and find the right notebook because I have 20 in there. Um, it's really hard to find the right place to create that new page and start taking meeting notes nice and cleanly. Right. Yesterday I had 12 meetings and it's like, by the, you know, by three o'clock in the afternoon, you're exhausted and you're like, what meeting is it? And trying to find the right place to take those notes consistently is hard. So like you said, Sarah, being busy is the opposite of, how did you put it? Said busy is the opposite of good practice or? Yes, some yeah, that was it. Yeah, I like that. I think it's true. What I try not to do that I used to do with meeting notes is to write them in an email. So I used to do yeah, emails, right? I literally would start the meeting subject, sorry, the email subject line with notes, colon, blah, whatever the topic is, and then write them yes. in an email. Um, I try not to do that. Um, occasionally, I will digress to that depending on the context. Like if I, if I have to email those meeting notes to somebody externally, I just have to get it out really quick. I might do that, but I try not to. What about the audience? Because I sometimes find meeting notes how I take meeting notes is depending on the dependent on the audience who needs to see those meeting notes. Um, yes. And I'll use a relevant example from our podcast, right? Antonio, I could send you meeting notes and I feel like I could do it in a variety of ways. I don't think that you'd be specific to the intake format, but we know that if I want those meeting notes to live in Mike's ability to search them, I need to send them to him via an email, not via OneNote because it's right. going to be archived in OneNote. And I use that because it's A, funny to pick on Mike, but B, I think it's irrelevant that sometimes I take meeting notes in different formats based on the audience of who needs to see those meeting notes and the format that they are most likely to actually review or read or keep the meeting notes in. Right. Yeah, you bring in a very interesting actually topic on that other than the inbox thing, which is still a valid case. But but <laughs> But yes, that's a really, really valid way of putting how to take the meeting notes, because if your audience is to share the meeting notes with them, then it's not your personal notes anymore. It's not your personal OneNote. I would probably go and use the Microsoft Teams meeting notes that uh, what, what Microsoft is promoting that those meeting notes, you can prepare for the meeting, take notes before you start the meeting, during the meeting, you can reference those notes after the meeting is done. So this is one of the cool features in Teams that uh, after the after the meeting is finished, you can go and reference it. And if I could not attend that specific meeting as 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 an attendee of it, but I could not make it, I can go back to those meeting notes and read read up on them and see what happened. Uh, so that is a really good way to allow Teams to automatically share that notes with every attendee. Uh, of, of the meeting. Uh, but now that experience, I think, is changing from the OneNote into a wiki-based pages. Uh, so there is a new experience in meeting one and the meeting notes in the Teams meeting notes, when inside your Teams meeting, you're going to go and start taking notes and it will open up this window for you. Uh, but it is, it is a wiki-based. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Wiki as well, so I kind of like the idea. I don't like the format of it. Mm -hmm. Mike, can you describe where you get to those? Because like we had a hard time finding it when we went to try to, to look for it, right? Like, how do you get to that Teams meeting? Uh, so you will have to actually enable that in the Teams meeting policy, uh, the okay. new meeting notes experience. Okay. Uh, and once you do that, it will enable the new feature for you. Okay. Uh, 
And once you once you're in it, like I said, it will create this Wikibase file, which is an MHT file. But how do you get to it in your meeting? Is it? In it's the from your um, yeah. So if if you are in here, you click on the three dots, and it goes. You, start, you click on take take notes, and then it will open up that file. Or you can go to the actual meeting uh, invite in your calendar, and you just expand it on on one of the tabs on top. It will be meeting notes. And you click on it, it will show you your, your, your meeting notes. But you have to enable that uh, new new meeting notes experience in Teams policy before you get to it. And where does that file with meeting notes get stored? Um, in two places. One, it will be stored. It depends on the, the context of the meeting. So if that is a person or a private meeting, uh, so not published to a channel, if it is a private meeting, then it will live into your whoever initiated that meeting notes action. It will live in that person's OneDrive. It will be under Microsoft Teams data folder, uh, and it will be automatically shared with everyone. Similar that you're dropping off a file, it will automatically share with everyone. Gotcha. Um, if it's published to the channel, then it will be into the wiki file, a wiki folder under that wiki folder it will create that uh, specific file under that channel. Gotcha. I think an important point of it, and I just want you to confirm because I've seen some people be confused with this. That feature does not automatically create meeting notes for you. I've had people actually ask me, does that mean Teams meeting notes feature automatically create notes? It doesn't no. automatically create notes, no. it just it just creates a place where a person can take notes and it's associated. So Teams is not listening to your call and taking notes on your behalf, on your yeah. behalf automatically. That's that correct. would be a cool feature if that ever happened. I think it would be a cool feature that most organizations would turn off as soon as possible. Probably. <laughs> That's like transcriptions, right? It'd be like you'd have to turn on meeting recordings, turn on transcription, and then this transcription somehow would get distilled. Down. <clears throat> true, true. Uh, it could be like that. So, and, go ahead. I was actually going to relate this back to um, a previous episode that we did recently where we talked about how we use Planner. And one of the ways in which I talked about using Planner is that when I'm working in a small group project or a work stream, I will often use the Kanban view of Planner. Um, to be able to share my screen and to be able to run daily or weekly standups um, or huddle meetings. So I have also been known to effectively take meeting notes in Planner by actually looking at what we have planned for that particular iteration or sprint and taking notes effectively in Planner as well. So I wanted to bring that up as another means uh, in the Microsoft stack that if you're running an Agile project, and you're using Planner to be able to organize your tasks that you may effectively take your meeting notes in Planner, um, especially if you're sharing your screen and using it to run the meeting. And when you say that you're taking the meeting notes in the, the task descriptions. Correct. Okay. So yeah. sometimes we'd be updating tasks, creating new tasks, um, editing tasks and creating checklists of uh, items, but effectively some of my meetings um, are uh, huddles, if you will, for Agile projects, in which case Planner would be our note-taking tool in a way, because we're literally updating the Planner plan. We've done that too, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, when it's that kind of meeting, so you're you're kind of doing a um, an Agile Scrum, uh, a huddle, 
like you say, and the, the main point of it is, okay, let's go through the tasks or mm -hmm. user stories on this this particular project, then yeah, yeah, you're looking at the tasks in Planner, you're adjusting the tasks, you're adjusting the description of the tasks. There's a little checklist inside the tasks as well. You might add stuff or modify stuff in there too. Yeah, and you've highlighted something else, uh, the transcription. Uh, I have seen a lot of organizations, um, they use the transcription as mirror notes instead of someone typing. Um, and they really refer, refer to it all the time. And mostly those meetings are very structured. Uh, there's an agenda, uh, mostly like a committee base or executives that they um, they talk about uh, specific things and just not taking notice. The transcription is, is another way for them uh, as meeting notes. The pressure of knowing that you're being transcribed in a meeting. Yeah, I know. I've seen this organizations turn on turn turn transcription off, so not allow users to use transcription, and a lot have a hard time turning recordings on too. Some are fine with it. Usually, commercial organizations are fine, but government or quasi government, um, I've seen really struggle with turning on recordings, turning on transcriptions. Um, there's a lot of uneasiness around being recorded or transcribed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, if you back to the question about best practices. How you how do you summarize? How do we summarize best practices of taking meeting notes and what and are for best practices and clarity? And yeah. the one thing we've talked about is a, a a bajillion ways of doing it, but I'm not sure we've provided clarity. I think we all consistently use OneNote. Would we say OneNote is an ideal place to take notes? If they're generalized meeting notes, I would say OneNote is ideal. For me, I have to do something to move between OneNote notes and tasks, which means if I take notes in OneNote, I still have to do an additional step of getting my tasks or project tasks recorded in Planner, in Outlook tasks, in To-Do, or in some other methodology. So to me, OneNote is a natural for meeting notes, but then you really need to make sure that you get the tasks identified and convert it over into a trackable, trackable task management solution. That's actually a really good point. I have a little notation that I've always used for um, when I'm taking notes in OneNote or otherwise for highlighting um, actions or tasks, right? It's usually starts with capital letters, the word action, it's highlighted in yellow, in brackets afterwards, there's the name of the person, colon, what the task is, and it's bullet. It's very consistent for me. And because it's highlighted, it stands out from all the notes. Um, so I find that's an effective way in my notes to take, take down actions. What I'm missing often, you're kind of highlighting this, right? What I'm missing often is that translation step of taking those actions and moving them somewhere where it's more visible to others and trackable. So that's something I could get better at. Yeah, so I, I agree as well that uh, for me, if I wanna rate how do I take notes and what are my favorites, one note whether if I have to share the one note with others or just private, private notes, uh, it has the most flexibility. Planner um, is a really great way if you like you said, that both of you said that you could have to take those notes and put them into actions and tasks. Uh, that's a great transition that way. But from a from a notes perspective in general, 
uh, OneNote is the most flexible way. Even if it was to has to be shared, you can throw it into Teams or you can share the actual uh, OneNote, but it's uh, it's easier than just the wiki-based files. Yeah. I would say the other thing too, and you highlighted this, Sarah, is be conscious of your audience for the notes. Um, with our internal teams that are on projects, we're pretty open about our notes, right? Like some people's notes are very detailed, like mine. Other people's notes are kind of stream of consciousness. They're just writing down whatever they're thinking of they hear, and they're not necessarily coherent except for the person who wrote them. And that's fine as long as we don't share those outside with a client or so on. Whenever we share notes with a client, there's always a cleanup step to make sure that it's not stream of consciousness, that it looks professional, it's detailed, and the client sees, okay, this is something that's, that's useful as opposed to just gibberish. Um, but keeping your audience in mind for notes, if you are going to share them, is also important. I think that's such a good call out, Antonio, because whether I am sending meeting notes to a leader in an organization, whether I'm sending them to an outside client, oftentimes you have to distinguish between raw meeting notes and meeting notes that have to be reviewed, they have to be updated, something additional needs to be done with them before you share them. And I think, Mike, you hinted at this as well. If you're taking personal meeting notes, I'm going to assume before you would share that with someone else, you're going to take that additional step of reviewing it. Absolutely, because I'm the type of person that I will I will take a lot of abbreviations in my meeting notes because I, sometimes I don't have the time to just type in the full sentence. So I'll just put bullet points that will make sense to me that will not make sense to anyone else. So if I'm sharing those meeting notes with the others, definitely I'm going to go back and refine them and make sure that makes sense to to, to, to everyone who I'm sharing with. Otherwise, it's just going to be useless for them. Yeah. The other good point, I think, to to revisit is one that you raised, Sarah, which was um, as you uh, go meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting through a day, your note-taking abilities can degrade, and we end up just grabbing the closest thing at hand, notebook, right. piece of paper, an email, whatever. Being conscious of that, I think, is helpful and just setting yourself up for taking notes in a way that you're not going to lose them. You're not going to end up with five different places where you have notes for the same thing. Exactly. Well, that was uh, a nice topic. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Heidi, for this, uh, this question. Uh, a lot of different options. Uh, really great opinions from all of us. Uh, thank you again for being with us, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye.